And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up Podcast. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you for joining me as the Toronto Raptors win on Boxing Day. Happy holidays to you and yours. Raptors win on Boxing Day 106 to 104 in Miami. This was a gut check win for the Raptors, I think, you know, game that they easily could have lost. We, we, we kind of forget about how the travel scenarios work. Raptors actually had a practice yesterday on Christmas in Miami. So it's a little different of a thing, you know, a little different scene for the team, but they came out a little slow and turned it on in the second half and won. But again, my name is Sean Alexander. This is the Wrap It Up podcast, as always. Um, we weren't here for the past couple games, holiday season, some personal things going on. Hope you guys understand, but we are here and we are back for the Raps Post Game Show, which you can find after each and every Toronto Raptors game on Twitter at Shell Alexander. If you click that link, you end up in Periscope where you can ask comments and questions and join into that group chat there. Also, as always, you can find me on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, where I will also take your comments there as well. But as of right now, let's talk about your Toronto Raptors is they walk into Miami and they win 106-104. And you know, Miami has had an interesting season to start so far, right? Miami Heat started the year 7-13. and They were on a 9-3 and run. They're the hottest team in the NBA. They were, what, five-game winning streak. So they're playing really well. The Raptors, as we know, over the past, what, two weeks, they've been, I mean, the lineups, it's been injuries, guys shuffling in, guys shuffling out. Kyle Lowry played one game on Saturday, or was it Friday, against the Sixers. Kyle Lowry played in that game. Kawhi didn't. And then now you get Kawhi back in the lineup, Kyle Lowry out of the lineup. When was the last time Kyle and Kawhi played in the same game? <laughs> Right? I don't know what's going on there, but I mean, if it's a matter of just pacing out the season, cool. I'm okay with that. Um, I just think that's an interesting... Uh, oh, I missed that after. Someone here in the chat says, after... Someone says, after, uh, anyone have video of Kawhi and Freddie trolling Tyler Johnson after missing those free throws? I didn't see that, but I'm sure as the internet works, we will find that soon. But... What I want to talk about, though, is just the fact that, you know, a lot of talk, Kyle Lowry's obviously in and out of the lineup as of late. Um, Kawhi Leonard still not playing on back-to-back, so we still haven't seen Kyle and Kawhi play in the same game for the Raptors in a while. It's kind of weird, but at the same time, I'm okay with this because it's Kyle Lowry's back, right? And if that's a thing that's lingering, you want to rest that as much as possible. I give him credit for trying to gut it out when Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing to try to basically go out and help out the team. Raps didn't win, but that's okay. Let him rest this game in Miami. Let Kawhi come back in. And this was a game where the Toronto Raptors started off super sluggish, which you can kind of understand, right? We're talking traveling during the holidays. You don't know how different people are going to react to that stuff, right? We have no idea how that's going to happen. But at the end of the day... It's one of those things where if you're the Toronto Raptors, you just got to keep battling through. I think they mentioned on the broadcast, this is the Raptors' 13th different starting lineup that they've used this season. Freddie in the starting lineup with Danny Green, Kawhi, um, Pascal, and Serge Ibaka. And so the Raptors come out, and this was a weird game because the Heat got off to a great run. 
And he got off to a great run, I think, because you're seeing the thing that was a strength for the Raptors. Let me start here. The thing that was one of the biggest strengths for the Raptors to start the year was how Nick Nurse was going back and forth with starting Surge and JV at the five, right? Now with JV hurt, Surge is getting the starts. But this is one of those matchups that was so apparent where that benefit would have been so much bigger for the Toronto Raptors, having Jonas Valanciunas to go at a guy like Hassan Whiteside. He's just a bigger body. You're more traditional big man. JV thrives under those situations. You'll remember him and him and Whiteside have been having battles against each other for a while. But with no Whiteside, Serge is there. It's a tougher matchup for Serge at the five, having to guard Whiteside. And we saw that early, right? Whiteside had, I think, six of Miami's first 11 points in this game, and they were just dumping it down to him. He was getting easy buckets. They started out on an 11-4 run. It was just not a good start for the Toronto Raptors, right? But beyond just that, they were sluggish. Their rotations on defense were a step slow. But you know what? I'm going to give them a lot of credit because they stuck around. They hung around. And that's all you got to do. Good teams always find ways to win. It's funny. I, I know that sounds like a cliche, and it's because I worked a couple nights ago on our Sports at Central show. I was cutting posts, and Babcock said that. And it stuck in my mind. And it's a cliche, but it's true. Right? Shouts to Mike Babcock in the Leafs as they continue to roll. The wave in Toronto's hot right now. But my point is, good teams find ways to win. And when the Raptors came out sluggish to start the game, I thought the Heat were going to run them out of the gym. They went on a 19-6 run early on. There were plays where Hassan Whiteside's getting the ball from the three-point line, and he's dribbling, spinning in the lane, and dunking on Surge. Like, it was interesting. I thought the Heat were going to run away with this. But the one thing you know about this Toronto Raptors team, as you keep watching them game in, game out, deal with the different lineups, deal with the different starters, is that this team has depth. And a big part of that depth tonight was no JV, you got Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe gave the Raptors massive minutes in this game. That's where he becomes so valuable to this team with Jonas Valanciunas out because every once in a while you're going to get a matchup like this where it's against Whiteside and you need that traditional big guy to just bang bodies underneath in the paint, right? And that's what Greg Monroe did. Greg Monroe gave the Raptors solid, solid minutes even if it was just, you know, slowing down Whiteside, making Whiteside have to think for a while because you look at Whiteside's line, 16 points, 12 rebounds, 8 of 12 shooting, 3 blocks. Most of that damage was done early though, right? So Greg Monroe gives you 11 minutes, 9 points, 3 rebounds, but more he was just he was just a factor in the middle. He was battling inside, boxing out. He's just a big body, making Hassan Whiteside have to work just a little bit harder. And that's all you need from Greg Monroe. And I'm going to say something, and I don't want this to sound like it's a knock on JV or Surge, because it's not. But a lot of the success that those two big guys have had to start the season is system-based, right? It's Raptors ball movement. It's if you can hit this shot, Surge, you're going to get busy night in, night out. If you guys remain active, if you guys set good screens and roll hard to the basket, you're going to get easy baskets night in, night out. And that's why you see... The drop-off, there is a drop-off when you get to Greg Monroe, but it's not as drastic as most teams would be when you're playing your third-string center, right? 
Think about that. Raps throwing out their, their third string center, not really losing a beat at all. In fact, Monroe gave them great minutes to the point where in the fourth quarter, when the Raptors were making the run, Whiteside wasn't on the court. Whiteside checks back in. Oh, here comes Monroe. Great matchups, great reacting by Nick Nurse in the game for sure. Just a great, a great team win, a character win for the Raptors in a game that if after watching that first quarter, if you were watching that and paying attention and you thought they were going to get blown out, I wasn't going to be mad at you for that because it did not look like they had it at all. They had, what, 20 of their first 31 points were in the paint. They were just dunking up the place. Who's that uh, Jones Jr. kid? And Bam had two massive dunks. And Monroe just came in and was a steadying force. But then along with Monroe were the other Raptors bench guys. OG and Anobi had a really good game. He was active. OG and Anobi, especially in that first half, he was active driving to the basket, getting rebounds, playing solid defense, driving hard to the cup. And when he's doing that and he's active like that, that's when it opens things up. That's when the ball of movement, which is so much more needed with the bench, right? Because the reason why your system is important when you're talking about the difference between your bench and starters is Kawhi Leonard's just really good. He can get a shot off and get a bucket whenever he wants, right? But your, your bench players aren't going to be like that. Your bench players aren't as talented as, let's say, a Kawhi Leonard. So that's where you need ball movement. You need the structure of your offense. And we saw that tonight from the Raptors bench. DeLon, you got to give a lot, of, a lot of praise to DeLon, OG, and we mentioned Monroe already, but also a guy who's still working his way back, who's played really, really well, Norman Powell. Norman Powell, I mean, we might never see C.J. Miles play again. And for some Raptors fans, that might be <laughs> that might be a welcome sight if we don't see C.J. Miles on the court. But Norman Powell gave the Raptors solid, solid minutes. And we've been talking about this before Norm's injury and it's just continued since he's come back. The numbers aren't going to jump out at you, right? 16 minutes, 5 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds, 2 of 4 shooting. The numbers aren't going to jump out at you. But he's playing so well within the system and moving the ball. And to use that cliche that we use in, in Canada because we like hockey so much, but the hockey assists, right? Continuing the swing and the ball movement. You saw that from Norm a lot tonight where in prior years, you might see Norm just, oh, I haven't shot the ball in a while. I haven't opened three. I can take this shot, so I will. Now you're seeing Norm and he can take the open shot. And instead... He's improving his, his the ball movement. He's improving and trying to get a better shot for either himself or his teammate. Norm is playing really well. And if Norm, we've been trying to figure out, is there a way to get the bench mob cooking as we're used to seeing the bench mob in years past? And maybe now if Norm Powell settles in to that role, OG gets a little more comfortable. I think DeLon's been playing well for a long stretch now. Maybe now we'll start to see what the bench can really do in terms of a consistent consistent contributions from the bench. Because I think that's really important, right? If the Raptors have that going, that's really the thing that separates a good and great regular season teams, right? I'm emphasizing regular season teams because in the playoffs, I'll always say it comes down to who your best six, seven players are, right? Big win for the Toronto Raptors. Can't believe I've been talking for, what, 10 minutes? And I haven't mentioned Kawhi Leonard yet. Because, yes, the Raptors were down early. 
yes, the Raptors bench did a good job in, you know, they cut it to one and it was all the bench, right? Bench cut that lead to one. The starters came back in and they struggled. The lead went back up to 13 points. Raptors were still down by 14 at half. They only shot 38% in the first half. Surge struggled. Surge was two of nine to start this game, right? Third quarter time, what happens? This is what I mean. The difference between good and great and then the difference between the regular season and playoffs, you're seeing it now, right? When it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to the really great teams, the levels, the heights that your great teams are able to get to, it's from your star players. And night in and night out, we're seeing it from Kawhi Leonard where there's just moments where, and I know it still doesn't look smooth. I know there's still moments where he's not doing it within the offense. But the way that he just takes over games for a quarter or for just little stints where it's offense, defense, it's incredible. It's incredible to watch. And in this game, it was a run in the third quarter that Kawhi Leonard had in this game where... I mean, he was all over the place, whether it was driving and getting and ones, whether it was knocking down threes, he was in the paint, grabbing offensive rebounds and and putting it back up. Kawhi had 12 points in the third quarter, but also five rebounds in the third quarter. And I always like rebounding stats. The rebounding stat to me shows how active you are, right? How engaged you are. Five rebounds in a quarter. That's not bad. But your team is trying to make a run at the same point, right? And so if your star players out there grabbing offensive rebounds, hustling on the defensive end, that's infectious. The rest of the team is going to follow, right? The Raptors end up going on a crazy, crazy run. And it wasn't just Kawhi. I I can't even just, like, it's almost unfair to just say that it's Kawhi because you don't want to overshadow what Fred Van Fleet did as well in that third quarter run. Because while the lead was still around that 14, 13 point place, right? Miami's still threatening to blow them out. And Freddie hit back-to-back threes to keep it within that 10 to 13-point range, right? To keep it a little close that if it was about to be a blowout, Freddie kind of left it in the, no, 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 we're still going to have a chance down the stretch. And he hit back-to-back threes, as mentioned. Kawhi then hit a three. It was a 10-point game. The Raptors are right back in it. Starting to see some more ball movement. Kawhi then hits it and one, makes it a six-point game. Now everyone's feeling it, right? Everyone's hype. Everyone's engaged. Oh, no, this game's not over yet. They find Danny Green. He hits a three. Big time game for Danny Green in this game. We'll get to that, though. 10-0 run. Miami's lead that was once 17 is cut to three. By the end of the third quarter, Freddie hits a three to tie it at 76. And your boy, Norman Powell. Norman Powell hit a very, very big three that the Raptors, who were again, were down 17, ended up being up two after three quarters. This was a great team effort. And the, the only reason I'm highlighting Kawhi Leonard in terms of, you know, if you're, if you're naming the, the, uh, the MVP, I'm only saying that because I feel like when they needed the run, he got to the basket, he got layups, he really got them going to get that lead cut down. Freddie might have done the setting up for the comeback, right? Danny Green might have done the icing on the cake for the comeback. (laughs) But the meat of what that comeback was, was Kawhi Leonard just being the best player on the floor and showing that no one could stop him. And battling through, like, some tough Miami defense, right? 
if I'm a team in the Eastern Conference, I don't want to play the Heat in the playoffs because even if you beat them in a six games or five game series, they're going to rough you up, right? Like it's going to be a very physical, grinded out type of series. And you saw that like Kawhi Leonard was getting just mangled going to the basket. The refs weren't calling it. They're letting it slide. He was getting frustrated, but still getting buckets, right? It was great to see your star player fight through that. Did he stop to argue with the refs at certain points? Yes, he did. I don't really like that side of it, but I understand it. And he just continued playing, continued grinding, continued getting buckets. And then as a, is it Shaq or Barkley? One of the guys on a TNT set always says the others, right? Your best players get you to a certain place and then the others step up. And when I mentioned the others, Danny Green, Danny Green, guys, it's boxing day. And if by now, Raptors fans, Danny Green hasn't fully won you over as being possibly your favorite Toronto Raptor, I don't know what games you guys are watching. Because Danny Green does so much for the team, and you watch it, and then you, you see a stat line, and a stat line doesn't always show it. But this was a game where his stat line did show it. 18 points from Danny Green, 7 of 10 shooting, 4 of 7 three from 3, 6 rebounds. Six rebounds from your shooting guard. Danny Green is just all over the place. But again, it's the big time threes. And you saw the interview that he had post game with Leo where he talked about they just saw they saw something, how Miami was starting to cheat things, right? Miami became super aggressive in trying to force the ball out of Kawhi Leonard's hands. And before the play even happened, right? It was they were already cheating. And they forgot about Danny Green, who was open for maybe maybe a one Mississippi before Serge actually saw him and found him for the wide open three. Danny Green was so wide open, but that again is just, those, those are just grown up plays. It's a veteran realizing what the defense has been doing for the whole second half and getting himself into an open position and wanting the ball in that moment, wanting to knock down that shot, right? Again, so I'll go to a chat here because someone says, I love how Kawhi trusts his teammates. He never chucks a shot when he's double teamed and always makes the right pass. That's, an, that's a comment coming from Instagram. Again, if you have any comments, hit us up. Instagram at, Shel, at Sheldon Alexander on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. That's an interesting point. And I think it's still a work in progress. There's still times where I feel like the chemistry isn't there fully yet from Kawhi and Siakam. There's still times where I feel like Either one of them will will just get in a mode where they're shooting the ball. So it's not fully there yet, but you are seeing Kawhi starting to trust his teammates more. And also, I think trying to, like, the whole team is trusting the, the hockey assist, right? Meaning Kawhi knows Danny Green's in the corner, but he's passing it to Serge, knowing Serge has to make that extra pass. Do you know what I mean? You're starting to see as well without Kyle Lowry, right? You're seeing... Kawhi is being the one bringing up the ball and having him being the 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 engine so to speak right he's the one starting to play getting the screen from Serge and he's running the offense it's not necessarily Fred all the time right so that's almost Nick Nurse's way of forcing the chemistry forcing Kawhi into getting used to what he's going to do when the defense does certain things and he's so good at reading and reacting to the defense. There was a great play where he drove the ball into the corner, double team came, and 
a lot of guys might pick up their dribble. A lot of guys might not know what to do in that instance. Not Kawhi Leonard. He dribbles out away from the double team, right? Swings the ball, swing, swing, Danny Green three. It's just great to watch this team right now because they're never out of a game because they play defense, right? And that's the key. One of my boys, we had a group chat, and in the middle of that game, I said um, we were talking about it, and I said to him, the Raps are going to the finals. Like, barring any, like, massive injury or something like that, knocking on wood, don't worry, but the Raptors are going to the NBA finals. And here's the thing. The reason is they play such good defense. When Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal, OG, Norm, like, when these guys decide it's time to play defense, you can't stop this team. You're going to be in games, right? You're going to force more and more possessions to give your offense a chance to let guys start to hit shots. I don't know. It, it's just an amazing run. I'm going to read some comments. Uh, someone here says, uh, says Bellamo, tonight Danny Green's leadership shined bright, shows calm and composure with the last-minute bucket. It's true, man. I hearken back to, and I'm sorry to bring this up, Q, but when we did the podcast right after the trade, I was very adamant about let's not forget about Danny Green in this deal because Danny Green is a massive, massive addition to this Toronto Raptors team. Uh, I don't know about this Green Ranger nickname. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I don't think I could co-sign that. <laughs> I don't know if Danny Green has co-signed that, but I'm not about that life. <laughs> but I applaud everything else that Danny Green is doing so far for this Toronto Raptors team because it's just, I use the term, a grown-up, right? He's always calm and cool under any situation, and of course he is. Like, think about just the big games that they've played in that building alone, <laughs> right? In Miami alone, the big-time battles that Danny Green and Kawhi have had in that building, right? And there, there's no rush. There's no pressure at all. And a theme that we talked about a couple podcasts ago, right, was about clutch, right? And we talked about, oh, is Kawhi clutch? Because people were focused in on the very last second basket that hasn't fallen for Kawhi Leonard, right? And remember we found that stat that showed that actually Kawhi was in like the top three or top five in terms of clutch plays in the NBA, which are deemed by, you know, the games within five points, the games within five points with like three minutes left in the game or whatever, right? Like, you saw that again from Kawhi and Danny Green, obviously, but the clutch plays in this game, when you go to the very, very end of the game, right? So, Freddie hits another huge three, Siakam, steal, coast to coast, tie game at 99 with two minutes left to go, right? D-Wade, because he's D-Wade, <laughs> hits a massive three to take the lead, but then we talk about clutch and we talk about Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard just in Miami alone. Remember, that's that's a championship in that building, those guys. Those guys have been there before, right? Kawhi's unfazed, comes right back down, Surge sets a solid screen, mid-range jumper, Kawhi, no problem. It was even an and one, right? Because it looked like Justin Will Justice Winslow bodied him on the jumper, but he hits that shot. Winslow comes back down, hits another shot. Credit to Winslow. He's a solid player. If Miami, Miami's probably like a superstar or two away, 
But Winslow is a guy that I want on my team if I'm trying to win a championship. I know that's not where the Heat are right now, but Winslow is a solid player. But again, back to the Raps and their clutch nature, right? Again, Raptors come right back down, and Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard are not worried about anything. They got championship pedigree, and I know that sounds like a cliche, but if you're a Raptors fan watching this team for this season, what, what can you say? Although I see a hater comment coming through right now on my Instagram, uh, Boogie Ask Boogie says, they're still not ready. What does that mean? I don't know. That Come on, man. You need more than that. I don't know what that means. That's a tough win. They gut out a victory. And again, the Raptors are playing without their starting all-star point guard, right? Starting all-star point guard, and you're grinding out a win on Boxing Day over the holidays. I don't know. Um, so someone here says that Green Ranger is actually his IG handle. Is that true? If it is, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Still not co-signing that. More power to you, Danny Green, if, if that's a thing. Uh, someone else in the chat's answering and says, Who's Boogie? You're a hater. Raptors leading the league. <laughs> I agree. I might be instigating a fight in the Instagram comments right now, but I agree. Like, what more do you want from this Toronto Raptors team this year if you're a Raptors fan, right? They've handled all the injuries that they've had. Kawhi Leonard's been sitting out on the second night of back-to-backs. Kyle Lowry showed me in that Sixers game, him just coming out and playing, that showed me that if this was the playoffs, Kyle Lowry would play. Kyle Lowry, he would play. Just like if this were the playoffs, Kawhi would be playing on back-to-backs, which I know don't exist in the playoffs. But my greater point is, this team and what they're doing right now in the regular season, it's incredible. They're just playing fantastic basketball, fantastic team basketball, and you got to give a lot of credit to Masai and Nick Nurse, but more so Masai, because the Raptors are handling all of the injuries that they've had so far. Their depth allows them to rest Kawhi on back-to-backs. Their depth allows them to say, hey, Kyle, you need an extra game? No problem, man. We got Freddie and DeLon. They can hold it down. And JV, JV being out, I mean, not that Greg Monroe is as good as JV. I'm not saying that. Is Serge Ibaka still playing as well as when he didn't have to go through the tough matchups? No. But the team is still winning. Serge struggled tonight. Six points, two of ten field goals. He struggled in this game, but the team still found a way to win. That's what happens, I think, when you have top-level talent. Kawhi Leonard's bad games, like whatever you deem a bad game for Kawhi Leonard, who, I mean, he didn't have a bad game tonight. He shot 9 of 20, right? 30 points, 8 rebounds. I'm pretty sure he's averaging 30 points over his last 9 or 10 games overall, but... Whatever you deem a bad shooting night or a bad game for Kawhi is still like a great game for 90% of the NBA. And when you have top-level talent like that, when you have veterans on your team like Danny Green and even a guy like Monroe who, when he's called upon, steps in and gives you solid minutes, it eases the pressure on the young bucks, right? Having, having a guy like Freddie who now has had to pick up major minutes, especially with the injuries to Kyle. 
Freddie getting to watch how those professional guys handle themselves night in, night out, how Danny Green affects the game night in, night out. Norm Powell getting to play under. And Matt Devlin brought up a really good point. Sometimes, you know, I think it was Matt Devlin or maybe it was Leo. Sorry, I apologize. I don't want to credit the wrong person here. But someone on the broadcast brought up the fact that Norman Powell being hurt, it helped him sit and watch, right? It gives you a different perspective on what's going on and how you fit into what this team does. And if you're Norman Powell and you sit and watch Danny Green, because if you go back to Danny, the start of Danny Green's career, he wasn't playing that much, right? He's bouncing around the league until he got to San Antonio, and Pop essentially said, if you can hit this three-point shot, and if you can play defense, you will have a solid NBA career. And if I'm Norman Powell, I'm just watching Danny Green night in, night out, and I'm taking notes. And Norman Powell has played really, really well this year. That's all I'm saying about that. Solid team win for the Toronto Raptors. I don't know what Raptors fans could possibly be mad at here. Maybe Boogie's just trying to troll and be a hater. That could be a thing, definitely. But big-time win for the Toronto Raptors. Let me read some more comments here because let me see what else we got going on here. After the All-Star break, this team will really start heating up. I mean, I would say they're probably really hot right now. They're, what, 26-10 and right now, leading the NBA still? First place in the East. Uh, Another comment says, Moose put in good minutes. How do we see more of him? Uh, I think trust. I think trust right now because Nick Nurse is still trying to figure out fully how he's going to cover the minutes and production from Jonas Valanciunas being out, right? So he has a couple options. Do you just give those minutes to Moose? Do you play Siakam at the five? Does Chris Boucher get minutes? Right? Boucher's out of the lineup. He didn't play tonight, right? But there's different ways that Nick Nurse can go about splitting up Jonas Valanciunas' minutes. And I just think as we go along, every time they put in Greg Monroe, I don't think that he struggles. I think he gives them solid minutes each and every time out. And hopefully that just continues. Um, Another comment on Instagram. This is the first season I can watch our squad and not feel any stress in the fourth. I mean... I know what you're trying to say. There's still some very stressful fourth quarters for sure, but I know what you're trying to say. Like, it's very rare that the Raptors are going to... I don't want to say they're going to beat themselves. Like, you're not seeing them do that, but it's just a matter of they're going to be in the game at the end, right? They're not just throwing the game away. They're going to play defense. They're going to get those extra possessions, and then it comes down to make or miss, Right? A uh, great point here that just popped up on Instagram. Nick Nurse drew up the perfect play for that Miami zone, got Siakam on a high-low feed. Casey didn't have that. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to bash Casey. I don't want to do the Casey bashing thing. But you are seeing a very different approach this year from Nick Nurse. But also, too, you just have better players, right? I think it's apparent now that adding... Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green to your starting lineup instead of OG and DeMar DeRozan, that's a massive, massive upgrade to your starting lineup, right? I mean, that's not necessarily a Dwayne Casey. That's not Dwayne Casey's fault. That has nothing to do with Dwayne Casey. You just upgraded your talent pool, right? Um, Yeah, 
Toronto Raptors, solid win again, 106-104 over the Miami Heat. Uh, someone else says, I mean, we have more closers. I agree with that because, you know, it can either be Kawhi. We know that, I, I think if you go back to past Raptors teams, you know it was either Kyle or DeMar shooting it. That's about it. Freddie sort of, Freddie sort of was making his way into that realm last year, I think, where Freddie was ready to take big-time shots, and Kyle and DeMar trusted him to take those shots. But if you look at this year, you still have Freddie, you still have Kyle, but you have Kawhi Leonard, and we've, we're seeing Danny Green is not afraid. And to be honest, we might be there, you might find some Raptors fans that are more happy to see Danny Green take those shots, or they trust Danny Green to take those shots. The way that he's knocking those down with confidence, I almost am more surprised when Danny Green misses a three, right? I'm surprised when he misses a three, as if like, He's supposed to hit every single one, right? More comments on Instagram. I'm going to read some more comments before we wrap up here. Um, but uh, someone says, shout out to the GoDaddy curse. I mean, maybe we won't have to hear much more about it because CJ Miles is just, Norm's going to take all his minutes. Uh, let's see. So you can answer me. Oh, so you can answer me about that bum CJ Miles not playing now. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's to me or if that's to another comment in the chat, but okay. Uh, refs are very selective with who they call freedom of movement for. I agree with that. Uh, I will say, though, that is a very, very tough job as an NBA official. Right? Like, you can call a foul. You could literally call a foul on every single play, every single time down the floor. So I will say they have a very, very difficult job, but all you want is consistency. So when there's a no call on one end, and then you call it what seems to be a touch foul on the other end, that's kind of tough. Uh, more comments. I love Danny Green from the beginning. I'm right there with you. Someone else says, oh my God, I love the Green Ranger. And then that's, oh, yes. So a lot of Danny Green love. Danny Green, I'm going to give him the X factor of tonight's game. Big time matchup for the Toronto Raptors against your Miami Heat. As they end the streak, the longest current streak in the NBA, Raptors win 106-104 over the Miami Heat to improve to 26-10. and And the Raptors are still an NBA best 13-6 on the road, and they are the best road team by a long margin. And if you think, those, what, three of the Raptors' road losses are within, like, what, the past week? So, <laughs> like... They are just a great, great team. And I guess the reason why I keep bringing up, are they making the playoffs? Or sorry, are they making the finals? How are they going to do in the finals? There's certain things that I take from watching the game of basketball that translates into playoff success, right? One of those things is how well do you play defense? If you play defense, that translates into the playoffs, okay? The other thing is how well do you play on the road? Because that also translates into the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, you will need to win big games on the road. And the Raptors are showing that they can walk into any building against any team, pretty much regardless of who's available for their lineup at all, and they have a chance to win every single night. There are very few teams that can say that in the NBA. Toronto Raptors are one of them. So Raptors fans, be happy. Enjoy this win. It's Boxing Day. Happy holidays. I'm glad to be back doing the Wrap It Up podcast as we will be back 
again after each and every Toronto Raptors game on Twitter at Sheldon Alexander, where we can take your questions, read your comments. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you're not listening to this live, it turns into a podcast, which you can find on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play. Just search On Blast Podcast. You can find that. Also, shout out to people on YouTube. Um, <laughs> I did see there's a comment on YouTube where someone was asking if I was still alive. Yes, I'm here. I'm okay. It's just the holidays and busy holiday season. It's personal stuff to take care of. But everything is all good. Wrap It Up Podcast is back. We're here for the rest of the regular season to discuss with you the best team in the NBA right now. Because the best team in the NBA right now remains your Toronto Raptors. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and as I close each and every show, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.